thank you everyone for coming. It is good to have you all here uh, because our presentation, Professor uh, Shamsul Arya Arifin is already here and time is yours, uh, Shamsul. Okay, thank you very much, Eunice, uh, for inviting me for this um, session. Thank you for everyone for coming and uh, listening to my talk today. Okay, uh, a smart educational environment for mobile learning in a Malaysian context and DOA. So, um, uh, I would like uh, to ask you to answer the quiz. Can you all uh, go to quizzes.com if you can? Okay. Okay. Um, Okay, I want to run this quiz. I want to see whether can you answer the quiz or not. Can you get the answer? Because I will have two quiz. First quiz is before we begin our lesson, and mm -hmm. another quiz is um, after I finish. Uh, can everyone see the numbers and the this number? Yes. Okay. All right. So you may uh, join and try to answer. Thank <laughs> you. 
Regarding for today, um, uh, I have introduction, what is the background, uh, the definition, why does it important for MDOA, what are the objectives, what are the novelty, the practicality, some of the framework, the design, opportunities, application, current work, future works and references. Um, okay, as you know, due to the rapid improvements in the technology, university, academics and students require a high quality learning experience via a smart educational environment. And this strategy has the potential to enhance through or via the mobile learning experience. As you know, that people use uh, devices. And regarding uh, in Malaysia, we have ownerships of 137% of uh, mobile devices, more than the populations of the Malaysia itself. Uh, the study was conducted primarily due to the scarcity of local content, team learning for local context. While I'm, uh, I conduct this study because during that time in 2012, I think there's lots uh, when you find you want to find the, the content, the digital content, especially via mobile phones uh, through YouTube, you find it's very difficult to find uh, content that, uh, regarding local context. Oh, excuse me, uh, Professor uh, Syamsul. Uh, I think your slide is missing. Missing? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, can you see that, Eunice? Yes, yes, we can see that. Uh, okay. 
okay this is the introduction just now i'm talking about um why you why you uh need to have the local content because there's lacking of these uh, resources for uh, digital local content especially for learning purposes and this study presents the framework of smart educational environment through student generated content and culturally appropriate design so we are fusioning the um, pedagogical aspects and also the uh, human computer interaction uh, aspects in this study so uh, the background basically referring to my previous study in um, 2014 due to the lack of digital local content in Malaysia. And there is uh, also lots of content that uh, I observed during that time come from uh, different countries overseas, especially through, uh, from the Western countries. And also following the, uh, the multimedia commission guidelines, we have our own commissioner for developing a multimedia content. And they are actually giving the, what you need uh, to, how, what sort of content that uh, can be produced in Malaysia because some content might not be appropriate to the Malaysia culture. So some of the background is the lack of local cultural appropriate design guidelines for the local context. Uh, while I doing this study, I also have come about the study being conducted by Yang. He, she highlights that one of the important challenges for using mobile learning come from the lack of guidelines for acknowledging local culture in information communication technology design. So during my study also, I conducted an interview um, mobile experts around uh, Cyber Jaya and also Kuala Lumpur. And I found that they are lacking of uh, doing, um, you know, doing the usability testing during that time. They, um, they consider that when they have the products and that's it, and they just, uh, produce the content and they produce the market or they did not consider on the aspects of the user experience during uh, my study was conducted. So at that moment also, I found out um, that there is also lack of pedagogical mobile learning practices in student-generated activities for local context. So what does it mean? That during that time, a study was conducted uh, by So reporting to UNESCO that there is lack of learning using mobile devices, especially in Asia. So there is a sort of backing of the pedagogical approach on how the students can learn online learning via mobile devices during that time. Why is it important uh, for this study? Uh, this study is important to understand what the user needs and what are the user experience. Mobile developers can work uh, if they have an appropriate design guidelines in the Malaysian context or uh, it can create awareness of using mobile learning for local culture and uh, also uh, regarding the pedagogical aspect is the student generated activities for mobile learning students participate actively through uh, this activity academics and students also can benefit from having a more suitable applications so the objectives is to understand the insight for the local cultural principle design guidelines for a smart educational environment to investigate uh, the student gender activities factors in a local smart education environment. So there are a few uh, definitions that I want to explain here. First is the what is the smart educational environment components. According to Zhu et al. 2016 in this research, uh, he, uh, they define that seamless connections is one of the important elements in the smart educational environment which provides continuous service when any device connects. 
for example, the use of wireless technology where the learning process takes place. And also, um, in the smart educational environments, one of the components important is uh, socially aware, means that an environment where there is a sense of social relationships, for instance, the use of social media for communication such as Facebook and WhatsApp, and also high engagement. High engagement means immersions in a multi-directional learning experience using mobile devices, for example, using your smartphones, laptops, cameras, iPads, and also tablets. So um, now we go to the student-generated content. Um, what does it mean? It means that it promotes a digital learning environment where students are prosumer. Prosumer means that they are both content producer and also consumer, co-creating, collaborating, and sharing their works with other students. Uh, I think, I think, uh, just uh, wait a second. I think somebody is, uh, yeah, um, uh, Ibutin, with um, Ibutin, can you please not, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, yes, please. Uh, yeah, because she, she was presenting something. Okay, yeah, can you please uh, start again? Sorry before the piece. Right. Okay. Can you see my slides? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. 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 Resume. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Okay. Right. Okay. So this is the student-generated content activities where the student not only promote learnings, but they also participate actively as producer and consumer. Means they also create the helps to assist in creating the content. So regarding the pedagogical aspects of um, this uh, study, um, we adapted from uh, COP learning experience. In the COP learning experience, learning from experience, it shows you the paradigm of learning uh, with the inside and outside the classroom, the activities and what so. And in the learning from experience, the principle uh, from active experience means you create multimedia content using mobile devices for the uh, for this study. I did uh, lately for the STEM, which is science, technology, industry, mathematics, for the students. Um, Use, use their mobile device for assignment that works and also field work. Also from the from their assignments, like taking photo, video and so forth, they can um, take the the content, the digital content, that's that for example, the multimedia content, to consolidate the multimedia content with the report or the presentation. So they, they will reflect and choose which one is uh, suitable for their assignments. And at the third stage, they need to extract the conceptualizations. Means after they selecting the appropriate content, they need to relate the content together with the theory of what they have learned. For example, they learn the science uh, scientific theory on how to add two chemicals, and then they what are the prerequisite before they do the uh, experiment, and then how they do the experiment. Let's say they have step one, step two, step three, and then. Step four, what is the output from the experiment? So they they need to relate what are their content with the 
subject theory or subject principles that they have learned. And then after that, they will actually present it. Yeah? And then finally, the students uh, will apply the knowledge that they have to different subjects or different contexts, either in different subjects or in the real world. They already have some digital skills already. They have some digital literacy due to the excitement and the experience that they have. So that is from the core learning theory. And how the cultural appropriate design guidelines is going to be integrated here is going to be um, integrated during the creation and developments of the local content. So the principle is come when you uh, create the digital content. So the definition of the student-generated contents is the academics takes a role as the facilitator. So the academics will not show them from A to Z. So they will actually advise the student what is the suitable approach for doing their uh, assignments. So they have, can have discussions uh, or analysis or they, they can have seminars with their students. Definitions for the student-generated content um, it involves for a students a wide range of cognitive disciplines are needed to successfully filter the subject reading material and identify the content useful for, whether it's presentation to their peers for peer assessment or for the course examination. So um, what is the purpose of student-generated content? The purpose of student-generated content is when you have students create or generate content, you move you move them, I think this now I say about the producer and consumer, the content can be created, can be even used for the future for the other course or real world projects. The benefits of the student-generated content for the students are to move them from watching or reading con content passive to creating and be more active. As you can see from this picture, this science students is uh, doing the experiments and the experiments being uh, recorded and edited to produce a short video of doing the assignments. It ensuring better content retention and richer understanding, give the students ownership over their learning. So it has something to do with the student empower, empowering their learning, provide real world audiences and application for their work. So students can uh, share it with other students and the students can comment to their uh, existing works, allow them to produce uh, work lasting value. So from here, the work they can have better understanding of the subjects and also they can have also better understanding of using the uh, mobile devices in having a digital literacy in doing their assignments and help them to be project management skills means that in doing the assignment, the student actually need to reorganize themselves, need to divide the task according to their um, expertise. Maybe one of the students know how to do reporting, another one is going to do the editing of the picture, another one is going to do the editing of the video, another one maybe do the integrating of the digital multimedia components. So it also helps uh, the leadership qualities or, uh, on how to manage a group in uh, a project assignments. So um, now we move on to the what is the definition of cultural appropriate design guidelines. So culturally appropriate design guideline is a fusion of existing design guidelines, mainly that we know the existing guidelines that we know from Nielsen, like efficiency, effectiveness, uh, also error, error tolerable, all those are, for example, existing design guidelines, and we fusion it with the design principle that we have from local culture. Okay, so why I suddenly say, okay, speak Malay and all this, 
this is one of the elements of local culture. Actually, before I'm, I'm taking all this principle, I read from the literature, the existing literature, and I also read from the books. And also, um, I noticed that there is uh, some sort of like um, policy for government during the 80s that they produced for, these are the policy for your national cultural heritage. One of the national cultural heritage is like, uh, for example, uh, use the local language and also follow something that uh, follow the, we, we call it that in Indonesia, we have Pancasila. Uh, in Malaysia, we have Rukun Negara. So Rukun Negara is something like Pancasila. For example, uh, one part of that is uh, uh, Kepercayaan Kepada Tuhan, means you believe in God. So everyone in Malaysia, if you follow the this Rukun Negara, means everyone is believe in God. And, uh, and there's also another one, is Kesopanan dan Kesusilaan. Kesopanan dan kesusilaan means um, uh, you all must behave. Uh, means you have to to be a good citizens. Must must behave. Must be appropriate manner. You know, you know, you cannot be uh, rude or something that are uh, against the uh, normal culture in Malaysia. So there's uh, some sort of like rukun negara, and that also being adapted in this uh, cultural appropriate design guidelines. Yeah. So one of those uh, I follow that. During the study, follow that is very lacking of this uh, local language. So I I propose the having the local language. Not only you have local language, you can have actually this local language embedded with other different foreign language. Let's say English, Mandarin, Tamil, or you can have Arabic, or you can have other sorts of languages that can be together combined with the national language. And Bahasa Malaysia or Bahasa Melayu is an official language, and together with English is widely spoken. So uh, this is one of the principle, and it involves this from photo. This photo shows you the um, Rukun Negara. Rukun Negara is actually a part, is a part of our uh, embodied in the our rules. Eh? So inspired from existing literatures, there's no interconnecting all those uh, local cultural principles with this existing or developing the local content. I also introduced the local philosophy. The philosophy of in Malaysia relates with the main culture or it relates to the nature and also some relates to the religious philosophy. Relates to the nature means that we uh, respect the nature. Nature means uh, something, something you know, something that we need to appreciate. And then um, local aesthetic value, this is also one of the proposed uh, in the guideline, local aesthetic values that involve with flora, local flora and local fauna, and also local colors. Some of the uh, distinct uh, uh, aesthetic value, for example, flowers only exist in the certain regions. So, for example, I I come from this certain re region in Malacca, so I use bunga, bunga tanjung as this uh, or flower. So I can use this part of uh, my user interface to show that okay, I. This is a part of the criteria of the local attributes that you can distinguish. These um, okay, these apps may be different from Thailand, from Indonesia, or from other regions from the local aesthetic. And also local colors, some colors means different value in culture. So uh, we also try to introduce that in this um, local cultural principles. Local cultural content, it refers to the what are the subjects that you know, you know, appropriate for this local culture. For example, these uh, pictures shows you on how 
actually uh, a game, yeah? a game embedded with local characters for learning science for primary school year four. So this student is uh, embedding with the local traditional clothes, with background of the local village. So he can use that as part of learning science where normally we use science to show modernity or to show something from Western values. Why not we, we introduce something that show on uh, your local values? As is reported from the literature, local cultural design elements embedded in lessons can motivate students in learning language. For example, um, Upin Ipin is very um, famous character, right? He, uh, even in Indonesia, when I come there, the kids ask me where I come from. I say I come from Malaysia. Instead of they don't know where is it, they say, oh, you come from Negara Upin Ipin. So, okay, okay, I come from Upin Ipin. So, uh, you know, this kind of uh, cultural design elements or local characteristic can be very important and it also motivate the students in learning the subjects. Some also embed uh, local calligraphy. Let's say this is for learning Jawi at schools and it motivated schools uh, according to the previous study. So the novelty and inventiveness that I introduced in this study is from the framework that I uh, I introduced to be applied into the educational subjects to introduce and sustain the best practice of mobile learning pedagogy in education to have the culture design guideline to assist in the development of local content. So the practicality here, it contributes to develop more local content in mobile learning. So during that time, there were very lack of scarcity of local content. So with having a local flavor or local identity, it can actually promote and distinguish you from different, different uh, country or different regions and shows the locality of the particular aspects of the regions and shows you the identity. Creating of a mobile learning pedagogical best practices in student-directed activities for students, academics and policymakers. So the policymakers and academics and students, maybe they need some guidelines on how to, what are the instructions that can they, they can refer to when they uh, create local content. So if they have some guidelines, at least they know, okay, this is, I'm going to use this principle, I'm going to use this principle, and that it serves them as a guidelines and the, to provide design guidelines for all the students, academics, mobile designers, and mobile developers. So the framework for the SMART and DOA stands for, uh, it combines the culturally appropriate design as just now, like local language, local philosophy, local content, local aesthetic, and general usability guidelines. Also, we look into the opportunity. What is the opportunity? Opportunity is the meaningful value of daily tasks and activities because all, everyone have, have their own mobile devices, they are already using the, this for multimedia functions and they only know that they have opportunities to develop for mobile learning practices and they also have adapted some form of bring your own device, B-O-Y-O-D, and for the uh, student-generated activity opportunities. And from there, they can apply that for student-generated activities for the applications of the uh, student-generated activities like to empower students to create the, the content to increase awareness of using your mobile devices to create contents, to uh, increase the student activity and collaborations, and to have better understandings of the subject. So this is the actually the framework of the smart educational environment for local contexts. And back to the uh, design cultural corporate design guidelines. It involves these are the the general usability guidelines that we normally use when we 
check the heuristic evaluations. And these are the embedded uh, cultural principles that we use in the CADG or the culturally appropriate design guidelines. It is previously the, the applications created which shows uh, some aspects of the culturally appropriate design guidelines that this one is a batik application. It shows you the is called the bamboo shallots, bamboo shallots for the particular things and it's embedded through the aesthetic of this uh, local clause. And these are also songkit, embedded the aesthetic levels to the particular local design. These are the Jawi. Right, these are the general as, uh, usability aspect. Accessibility, make sure that when we create the content, it can be accessible and read from any other mobile devices. Consistency, when you develop the content uh, or the user interface, make sure the content is uh, consistent regarding, for example, the selections or the, the icons. The efficiency, make sure that the, the mobile devices serve the purpose of uh, completing the task. Error preven preventions, make sure that your computer can uh, warn the user, let's say, before it shut down. Uh, ergonomics, uh, this is regarding portability of the mobile devices. So the ergonomics key of these mobile devices, the easy and portable to be carried. Readability, when you uh, design the user interface, make sure that your user interface is easy to read, not too small and easy to be scalable. Uh, suitable content, this is uh, one of the aspects in the local culture, make sure it relates to what is the subjects, is the local culture aspects. Aesthetic value, the, the aspects of the aesthetic that can be embedded to your digital content. The local language or bilingual language that can be embedded to the uh, applications. The local philosophy, for example, you can embed, uh, for example, this is uh, the flora. The flora is, means the, the flowers. So in the flower, we have this a philosophy of uh, woodcraft means that everything comes from a seed and the seed will grow and will, will grow and grow from that come from the stem. So means this it comes it shows that somebody may be creating this uh, seeds. Eh? This, uh, for example, this relates to the, the God. So the God has created the seed, the seed can grow, grow to a flower. So means that it's also related to the Ruko Nagara, which is the uh, believe in God, kepercayaan kepada Tuhan, which is one of part of our uh, laws or rules in Malaysia. Yeah? So it, we can relate that with the, to, with the local philosophy. So these are examples of the previous study. It shows that there are heuristics being done by the experts like the academics. When they do that study, it shows that the higher mean increase for uh, embedding the cultural aspects. And however, the Jawi have the least mean over here due to they don't have the step-by-step uh, step or the helps on how to use the application. So that's why you can see the mean a little bit lower, whereas the other two is uh, much more higher than the others. Yeah? And this also shows the higher means for the cultural design applications. Okay, go, we go to the opportunities, the opportunities of using these mobile devices due to the people have already used the mobile devices as daily tasks. It helps also the students to, to make sure from that daily task has a potential for the mobile learning. It can be used for student their personal development. Some students can use these mobile devices to actually um, to learn by themselves or they can learn uh, different, different skills from the 
mobile devices. For example, they want to learn on to do farming or they want to learn on how to uh, catch a fish. They can use it and learn by themselves. Multimedia functions are uh, due to the potential of the multimedia. So the students will know that the user or the students, they already use that for, uh, you know, taking video, taking audio and all uh, selfie. So they can be embedded and as potentials for the smart educational environment. And the student, which is the latest generation Z, is more active and adventurous compared to us, generation X or Y. Okay, opportunities for mobile learning practices. Students already adapted in some form of revisions and it can be uh, actually adopted wider for mobile learning activities and give convenience for students due to portability and time saving. Bring your own device means the students already use the, these mobile phones for, uh, for daily tasks. However, during the, this time, there's no guidelines or policies for implementing VR in um, Malaysia. Maybe use costs for institution in purchasing mobile devices for mobile learning. This is for um, university in Malaysia. However, there is different story for primary school because primary school, not everyone uh, has the mobile devices. In daily activities, for example, uh, students or the user already use that for, for example, using uh, maps, have already used that for mobile, uh, some form of video creations, personal developments. They, for example, here they can learn on digitization of the uh, audio, recording the video. So there's potential and opportunities here whereby it can be expanded uh, from the informal daily life to a more formal daily life. So it can be harnessed into a smart educational environment. Students are more active and adventurous with the use of mobile devices. And uh, also for mobile phones revision, they can use it to revise it anywhere, anytime. And for more wider activities to analyze. And also for conveniences and portability, they can use for mobile devices. However, during this, uh, we found out there's no existing policy and it's good to have some form of guidelines for bring your own device. So bring your own device also has potentially to reduce the cost. So this is the, some uh, statistical analysis that I did before this. From here, you can see that the Samsung for the student, they have the highest number of uh, part participants, which is 37%, uh, followed by the iPhone, 28.3%, and Lenovo, Asus, and Nokia. So we know that the Android brand or mobile phone is more widely used in Malaysia compared to iPhone brand and other brands. The operating system that they use here shows that the Android operating system is about 84.3% compared to Apple, only 26% of the students use Apple. This is due to the higher price of Apple compared to the Android uh, price. Mobile software that been used by the students when we, uh, when I follow and try to check the opportunities, uh, we found out that students use social media like the WhatsApp is more the highest, followed by the YouTube, Facebook, and then the students use camera, Gmail, calculator, SMS, and other utilities from the software. Okay, now we go to the uh, third one, the application with the students, empowering the students to complete their assignments with mobile device. They develop a new multimedia skills, achieve better learning outcomes, 
So from this, from this, the students have a better understanding of the uh, assignments and students engage actively and during the student generated activities where they participate and collaborate in producing the digital content. And also it increased awareness of mobile learning, mobile phones used to share learning content in social media and websites. So from the digital content, it can be shared through Facebook account because some most of them have already Facebook account, increase also the sharing educational resources for better accessibility. So these are content being uh, uploaded to social media and can be used later for revisions by the students and also can be used by the lecturer for the future usage for the future teaching purposes. Student activity and collaborations, it means that students very actively collaborate and participate in student-generated activities. Compared to previous, uh, the students are only learning uh, passively inside the class, sitting and only hearing from the lecturers. More aware of variety of mobile learning types. Before this, they only know that mobile learning is uh, only SMS. They don't know that creating a video also is a part of mobile learning. And they have better quality of learning and uh, because they are creating a digital content and it's more sustainable by having a digital content they can have uh, some sort of uh, revisions of their work academics are more open and encourage their students use the phone better understanding of the subject learning improved due to the students generated activities academics acknowledge that their students have completed their assignments very well so these are the application parts of the student-generated activities benefits. So as you can see here, students uh, also can complete the assignments, capturing video. And this is uh, one of the video that has been uh, produced by the students from public health. Public health is the one that actually gave awareness of health. For example, that right now we are in the situation of the COVID. So the student uh, can produce video to introduce uh, awareness uh, to the public on how to handle the health more appropriately. For example, here in this video, the public health group student captured about regarding the video of uh, smoking. So smoking on how actually they aware uh, the public or uh, make aware of the public through the video uh, of the uh, danger of uh, smoking. So this is another video creating in the STEM projects, which is the robotics video and also this another video creating by the public men, uh, public health regarding mental health because during this um, uh, MCO of the movement control order you know that there are students are having uh, problems with emotionally having problems because they cannot go out they only are sitting in one place and they don't have interaction so much so they need some form of guide so if they they can see some sort of like motivating video or talking about mental health on what they should do then they can have better idea and they can manage their emotions and the mental much more appropriately so these are some sort of the video the students themselves can produce and these are some content from photo pictures that they uploaded for the history group to the blog so they can report back what are the activities they have done from the previous work and this uh, actually the, they make use of the Facebook to upload the video and together with the video they're creating the content regarding cooking. So the cooking they will show you the process uh, of cooking the traditional food. So they will show step by step the student will uh, 
uh, also produce the video with multimedia options. They have text, they have voice, and they have photos. So these are examples of the activities. The students collaborate when they are using uh, multimedia and also mobile devices. And it creates more awareness when they use uh, mobile devices. And the students have better quality of learning. For example, this is in a science project. The students capture pictures showing step-by-steps of how they use microscope and how they actually put the liquids and uh, the scientific uh, amount of uh, items to that particular microscope and they can actually have this being captured through digital formats. And the academics are more open, means previously they are skeptical, especially the seniors, they are not into actually doing uh, something using mobile through mobile devices so when they see that the students can perform better and they can see more uh, improvement then they are more open to use mobile devices and the learning outcomes of the students has improved because they are uh, from creating the digital media content they can step by steps know the process of actually doing uh, the projects for example here is the project of the student uh, doing the assembling the pc so they capture this using video and they uh, uh, can explain the video, the video, the steps better and they can have better understanding. These are another steps where the students create a video on how to perform evolution. So wudu in uh, Islam, uh, where they have a step-by-step -step process on how they want to clean themselves before they do a prayer. So the, the academics acknowledge the students are doing well. And these are the results from the student-generated activities. It shows the highest means are from taking photos, followed by recording video, and then followed by the recording audio. So the students also shows uh, editing photo high, followed by editing video, and followed by editing audio. And uh, these are the means that relates with the experiential learning from the experience, building concrete experience. Higher means uh, are at the analyze and conceptualize to do the assignments, yeah? followed by developing the confidence to apply to do other assignments. So from these activities, they can have better confidence. Means that previously they might have uh, uh, digital literacy or mobile literacy not so good compared after they have have some experience and it does develop a confidence for them not only in creating the content and also creating the uh, digital content and and also understanding the subjects and they have uh, also better confidence in uh, communicating so they learn also soft skill and also digital skills what are the challenges that happen during this multimedia content development? So the challenges that found from the study is the uh, the wireless, unfortunately, 3.96 for the mean, followed by the uh, battery power. You know, the mobile phone uh, consume a lot of power or the mobile device consume a lot of power and followed by the editing the, and producing the video because during this time, they uh, actually refer peer learning and yeah? they learn from the uh, from the others and also self-regulated learning to uh, produce and edit the video and there is also small screen to to use and the phone uh, has 
some problem to hang. So these are the some of the challenges of the multimedia content development while completing the assignments. And the current work that I'm doing is the fundamental research grant that I'm completing, which is identifying the contributions to the native activities for STEM by bringing your own mobile devices approach for local educational context. In current work, for example, uh, we are doing a research at National Child Development uh, Child Center where we create um, actually uh, augmented reality applications for students to learn uh, Malaysian traditional drum. So from the cards, the students can learn the sound of different bits of Malaysian traditional drums and also the games of learning science, science skills at, for uh, level four at uh, a primary school. So these are amongst the current work. For the future works, it could be a book to be commercialized. And uh, I have actually copyrighted the design guidelines. And uh, these uh, principles can be applied for selected subjects. So can we do another units to test uh, the understanding of the student? Hello? Yes, yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Because Pak Aussie yeah. is very interested to uh, to do uh, another one. I think he's ready to get to be win to be the winner. Okay, let's do that. Uh, is it going to be the the same one? Ah uh, no, this is uh not the same one. This is will be the different one. So everyone, if you still have any question, like uh, uh please write down uh, because we are going to close this. Um, chat and then let the professor Shamsul to answer all your questions so while we are waiting for him to prepare for the next quiz okay this is the new quiz okay bagi teman-teman yang mau ikut quiz langsung ke joinmyquiz.com terus masukin nomornya 569765 ya ada yang masih belum bisa gabung ada yang masih belum bisa gabung enggak Okay.
This gentleman got the highest score, followed by Yuyani, followed by MM. Congratulations. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now, thank you, uh, Professor Samsul. So, we have a couple of questions here. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so the first question is like a, from... Uh, Dr. Modney, how does the distribution of tasks among students support the effective learning? Distribution of uh, student tasks for effective learning, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, distribution of tasks, okay, well, um, it depends. Let's say um, you have problems with um, the area or the wireless or the devices, uh, not enough. So the distribution of the, um, the task, let's say during this um, uh, MCO, movement control order, so it should not be uh, large. So you can minimize the task, what we call it as micro-learning. Micro-learning means a chunk bits learning. You divide the task uh, in, into a smaller portion. For example, you want to give the students a topic and a what are the objectives you want to, them to do? You can, let's say, use social media or you can use SMS and then you send it to the students and uh, ask them to do. Let's say if you want them to, to do the sharing of this uh, uh, group work, you can still also do the group work, but make sure you minimize each one of them, do a small portion, and then they can integrate the portion of the multimedia and upload it into a social media uh, for example, each one of them will contribute to a 20 seconds or 30 seconds of video. And then another friend will uh, contribute another 30 seconds of video. And then another friend will contribute another 30 seconds of video. And one person will integrate those all the videos together. And then you can they can upload into social media and let this, the lecturer or the academia evaluate um, the assignments. 
Okay, thank you. Um, yes, uh, I have a, like, a follow-up question, but I think it's better that we go through all the other questions first. Okay. Uh, so we have another question, like uh, how do, uh, do we, how can we uh, have our, you know, like uh, maintain our traditional value uh, in uh, while we have been like, um, you know, like uh, uh, we got a lot of uh, um, a lot of uh, west west not western. It's more like a foreign culture come in, and then we are kind of like exposed into this kind of culture so easily uh, this time. Okay, um, okay. One of my suggestions is you can uh, adapt to the guideline principle that uh, I demonstrate to you just now. Let's say uh, if you want to have it to the local context, you make it that has a culture, local culture flavor. So it means that you have uh, local characters and maybe you use uh, Bahasa Indonesia together with English. And then you have also aspects that you can still preserve the elements of local culture into this, uh, even the modern subjects such as science subjects, you can still embed with the local elements. So I mean that by using these cultural appropriate design guidelines is one of the uh, suggested approach if you want to preserve the identity or the locality of the particular subjects. Um, and actually it can make the local can appreciate what you're doing and also the from outside also they can appreciate that you are actually uh, proposing or promoting your own local culture i hope that will answer you hmm. well uh thank you uh professor samshul uh next question would be like uh, how do we evaluate the user experience and a user interface uh from the mobile learning do you have any guidelines Okay, if you are talking um, towards uh, there are pedagogical and also from the um, user heuristic evaluation usability aspects, you can still uh, adapt to the questionnaires of the heuristic evaluation of cultural appropriate design guideline and adapt it into evaluating the local user interface. See whether the, the user actually has the if they like your user interface, they will give you high rating of that particular aspects of the guideline principle. Let's say, for example, effectiveness or accessibility or maybe uh, in the local philosophy. If it has higher rating, so it means that your guideline is good. But uh, if you want to have more, you can also have approach of interviewing or you can have a focus group discussions with your uh, participants or the students uh, or your clients want to see on how actually they they like the applications for the mobile learning. But of course that you need to have some form of guidelines. One of the guidelines you can refer to the cultural appropriate design guideline that I presented to you today. Thank you. Uh, next question would be uh, someone said uh, okay it's a compliment for you uh, from mr dimas he said that uh, he's teaching at the vocational high school and it gives so much inspiration uh, way of uh, creating learning content thank you so uh, next question how can the assessment uh, how the assessment was conducted in uh, mobile learning the assessment is conducting in uh, mobile learning 
Okay, that is a um, subjective matter because when you are conducting the video content, you can see the aspects of uh, the rubric for that. You can uh, assist for the creativity of the students, whether you know that the students have learned something from the process that they show, whether they are doing the correct process or not in uh, recording and explaining through the particular digital uh, video or from the reports so that uh, from the aspects of content you can uh, see that particular matter and you can also see also from the cultural appropriate design guideline methods because over there also it shows you whether the content is appropriate for the subjects or whether it's not appropriate for the subjects yeah thank you very much uh, and then one more question uh, is from uh, Mr. Aussi Asparian. Is there any strategy to make uh, technique, this technique inclusive? For example, in my students, some of them are not able to afford internet quota or doesn't have a computer. Okay. So means it's a, a problem in the particular area, right? It's not the all area. So yes, I know that's a problem. I think this is also a problem for Malaysia also because we have only, let's say, 87% uh, of um, uh, of the country covered by, 83% of the country uh, covered by the internet and there are 17% is not covered. So it's a problem for the student and also from the current survey of Ministry of Education, about um, 37 of the students don't own the mobile device at the primary level. And uh, mm -hmm. due to that, they need to uh, actually find the device which is not uh, available. And also, the internet is still also a problem for some uh, area. But of course, you can actually, if the student have the device, you need to check first whether the student have the device or not. If they don't have, it's uh, you cannot conduct this uh, mobile learning, uh, mobile learning uh, what kind of learning education. But if they do have, uh, Maybe you can conduct, as uh, as I mentioned, it's not the micro-learning. One of the types of micro-learning you can use, um, you can use, like, say, email. Maybe you can email the student, okay? Email with a simple instruction, especially at the movement control. Now, uh, it's very difficult, let's say, to let them do a lot of work because they might have five or six subjects. So, they cannot able to complete all the subjects. So, you might be need to be flexible need to be flexible in terms of your evaluating the student performance. Maybe they cannot uh, submit to you today. They can submit to you maybe in one or two days uh, later. So you just need to be flexible to them, especially during this moment control order. And I believe if, uh, let's say for the some problems of wireless, uh, it can be that the student are advised to go to the hotspots. There's some university area, you know, they have library, they have um, hotspot area at the student center. Maybe they can um, try to to do the jobs over there. Maybe that's one of the suggestions. Well, uh, thank you so much, Professor Shamsul Arya Arifin, for yes, sharing sir. your interesting like uh, knowledge about uh, mobile learning. Okay, thank you, everyone. On behalf of UX Indonesia and CX Insight, yes, everyone. and uh, okay, see you again next week. Bye bye.